Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Ten Backward, a Star Trek podcast from merry old England. I'm Rick Palmer and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Rick Everson. Hello, I'm sipping some jippers right here. Gemma Turland. Hello. And Will Turland. Alright. Now, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a moray. Apparently. Apparently. Um, but if you're in the Delta Quadrant, um, you can't see the moon that well. Um so you can't tell if it's like a big pizza pie and so you don't know if it's a moray <laughs> but a moray still happens in the Delta Quadrant on, voy- on, on Voyager and, and that is the subject of this episode romances on Star Trek Voyager hey I thought it was I wanted to start with that and I went with it that, that was good I was really impressed yeah. how long ago did we start this <laughs> about an hour was, that, was Rick wrapping up have we finished that one <laughs> I don't know you said something about pizza <laughs> um, yeah, so we're we're talking about we're, we're talking about relationships, aren't we? Yeah, and love, yes. because we're hoping to put this episode out um, around Valentine's Day, although we're not recording it that close to Valentine's Day. No, don't, don't want to spoil the. Well, I do want to spoil the. It's magic. like. Jules Holland's hoop nanny yeah. in that respect. Do you know that ruined my New Year? We oh. we googled it on New Year's Eve and found it wasn't even like properly live. It's like finding out that Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> what? How, how old were you when you found out that the hoop nanny was not filmed live? Oh, it's literally, literally New Year's just gone. This year. Oh, Rick, bless you. <laughs> I always assumed it was because everyone seemed so happy, like they were really enjoying a party. Because they got free booze and. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a shame when it is a shame when you realise that Who's uh, Nanny's recorded in September. Mm. But hopefully, our listeners won't feel the same disappointment when they discover that we recorded this uh, late January, and it's going out around. I think our patrons will probably enjoy it around Valentine's Day. Yeah, this could be your romantic evening in. <laughs> oh, yeah, stay sorry. in, <laughs> stay in, have a, a meal and a maybe a bottle of wine or two. Hold hands. Hands, um, have a hot bath, yeah, <laughs> uh, smooch it up, and then listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, <laughs> what are we actually talking about, Star Trek wise, uh, Rick? Romance on Voyager. This was uh, this was a topic I suggested um, on a bit of a whim the other day, because mm. um, I like to get in talking about the feelings yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought about doing it for Deep Space Nine, and I thought we're just going to have, have an hour's discussion about um, Bashir and O'Brien. <laughs> Yeah. Which actually is not a bad thing, or, but old Garak and Bashir. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, Bashir and his bromances. Yeah. But um, yeah, well, actually, we thought Voyager is maybe an episode where there are a, a number of significant relationships formed. So yes, be a good chance to have a little and a some look. almost and some almost relationships that mm, yeah, uh, that yeah. could have happened and didn't. And one seriously, what the hell relationship? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. You know which one it is, listeners. <laughs> so, uh, what what should we talk? About? Well, let's let's go let's go to the very beginning and talk about Neelix and Kes. Right. And you know, yeah. in the thought of let's just get it out of the way because yeah. it's creepy as it hell. Creepy it is really yeah. Because she's like two, isn't yeah. she? She's not even two. I put. He kind of he kind of groomed her in a way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, whatever argument you want to make around the fact that she, uh, as a species they only live for nine yeah, years I mean, so we can't we can't but she's not mature mm. or worldly wise however you might mm. like to say she's very naive she's she's been massively sheltered the whole species had by the um by the caretaker uh it's and it's it's a, a special, it's just really really creepy yeah i i would agree i put I put a little creepy, but I think it's fully creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should cross little out and say massively. I will, I will. I'm going to put it in the microphone so people can hear it. Oh, the sound of a pen scratching. <laughs> I've done it, listeners. Yeah. Now, now yeah. it says a creepy. <laughs> right, I'm going to do it. When, when we're introduced um, to Neelix as a character, he, like, they're, they're together, aren't they, right from the mm. get-go, from, from the pilot? I put it's fully creepy now. Excellent. 
Laminate those notes. Laminate your notes. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, like we don't see the beginning of that relationship. We don't. We don't we, know. We don't know how they got to... together. Yeah. Uh, it seems that Kez is being kept um, as a slave or punch bag or something by the Kazon. Yeah. Um, so we don't know what sort of horrible things they've inflicted upon her. Uh, and it never it goes into too much. She doesn't seem overly traumatised after they rescue her. Mm. They yeah. quickly heal up the bruising and it's never made mention of again. But apparently she has prior has had prior meetings with Neelix and they appear to be a couple. I never should have gone to the surface. I'm too curious. I'm told it's my worst failing. No, no, it's a wonderful quality. You're most endearing. They can't have been together that long because like we said, she's not even two. Yeah. Also, so, he wasn't hanging around in that camp trying to rescue her. He was out scavenging junk in a junk field. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, how did I mean that, that's never established on on screen, is it? Like, not really. They, no. Is there any? Do you know if there's any novels? There is. There is a novel. Um, it's called Pathways, and it basically gives a bit of an origin story for each of the crew by Janeway, who got her own novel origin story called Mosaic. Um, and yeah, it details Neelix's life growing up on on Rhinax. Um, a few details. It's, it's actually not a bad story, but ultimately becomes a bit of a wandering guy, sort of looking to make a living on the on the on the fringes, as it were. Um, and he um, encounters her yeah. um, while trying to deal or swindle the Kazon sect on the Ocampan homeworld. With promises to come rescue her, um, so that's kind of it. It's not massively. Yeah. Okay. But um, I mean, once you even if you look past the age difference, Neelix is massively insecure and quite controlling. Mm. Yes. Kes can tell you where to go, but now that she's free, we're leaving this system together. Neelix, these people rescued me. I rescued you. I I would agree there. I mean, I yeah. get the. I'm not. I. It almost seems like one of those relationships where the two parties have different ideas about what's going on. Like maybe Neelix thinks that it's more than it is. I'm, I'm not sure if it. I mean, I, it, because this isn't usually somewhere that that Star Trek will go in in a whole lot of detail. I don't. I don't think it's a sexual relationship. I'm not sure. I. I, I it doesn't feel like it is, no. does it? I, mm. I mean, but he is. Neelix is controlling, and he. He acts a bit like a, like a father almost, like a, mm-hmm. in a way, like a, like he's looking after it. But it's almost, but it's a relationship. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it is odd. It's an odd, creepy relationship. But yeah. I, th- I think maybe it's one where, if if you were going to analyze it from what we see, is they maybe have different ideas because as soon as Kes comes on board and meets other people, then there's a bit of friction between there's a little, like a triangle develops doesn't mm. it yeah. it's with with Tom it's, Paris yeah, I was going to say it's Paris <coughs> isn't it the Lothario of, of Voyager <laughs> yeah Kez is stuck between a, a, a dick and a and a hairy place <laughs> gosh yeah she is I mean Felix <laughs> is like he is a bit irritating isn't it certainly in the I'd say the First couple of seasons, which is which is all we see of Kez really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neelix is at his finest. Um, I don't I don't think any of any of, of Voyager is at its finest in the first couple of seasons. Really, I think it it really picks up later on. But I think there's yeah there's, there's some not great stuff to, mm. that happens in the first few seasons. Those characters are better once they once they split up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So do they do they actually split up on screen? I can't they remember. They do. This. However, Kez isn't Kez at the time. She's being possessed by an Alari war warlord uh, called Tiernan. Um however it kind of seems like it's he's he's acting upon like a a subcon almost a subconscious desire of hers to sort of break out and spread her wings a little bit. Mm. There's an episode where the doctor programs himself with with bits of is it, he he reprograms himself and goes and, and goes nutty. Darkling, and, yes. And he um, in that episode, I think that's when Kez kind of announces that they've broken up. Mm. Her and Neelix have so because yeah. she's into that other guy, that traveller man, I think. You know, I've been spending time with Sahir. Yes, he seems like a very interesting young man. He is. 
I want to spend more time with him, a lot more time. I see. He wants to explore the Solaran Rift. Uh, he, his ship travels at high warp. We could rendezvous with Voyager afterwards before you're too far away. I would certainly give you a chance to get to know him better. It's more than that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they make explicit reference, which is just kind of sort of say that although she was possessed, it, it still counts. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, if, um, if, if the something's rocking, don't come a-knocking, I guess. <laughs> if the body's rocking with the, because it's being possessed, <laughs> don't come a-knocking. But yeah, primarily we, um, we spend two years on Voyager just sort of seeing Neelix get unreasonably jealous. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and is extremely possessive and controlling. It's quite a disturbing. It's it it it's a yeah. It's it's not a healthy relationship. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I guess Neilis is used to having being the center of attention for he he's he's his world. I guess yeah. he's she's, mm. he's the only sort of nice person that she's known. And, and she she's devoted to him, mm-hmm. um, and then something comes along, something changes, and that isn't the that isn't the, the model anymore. There's a, there's a paradigm shift in terms mm. of the, their relationship, mm-hmm. and you know, to be fair, that is very true. That happens. That is something that happens a lot in in relationships. I mean, people can be like that. So, um, yeah, I I think. I I I I think it's interesting, really, that that that. That that triangle is interesting, and it's mm. it's though the, the way those people behave is natural. So, in that way, I think it's interesting to see that. But it's but the behaviour is a bit off. I yeah. would say. I think you look at the episode of Logium where um, she the Kes goes prematurely into the accompanying mating cycle. Um, I find that quite an interesting one because there she is very young girl all of a sudden faced with her only opportunity to get pregnant and have a child start a family earlier than she usually would and so she's got her youth immaturity and experience to contend with versus this is your you know by the normal life cycle of comes this is your only time to have a family yeah. um and then you get neelix blustering around making it all about him mm. and how he's like wow i don't know what i do with a kid here blah 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 and it's like you don't you're not being massively supportive or thinking yeah. of how this is working for Kez because yeah. again you know it's her body that was going to have to go through this it's, it's this is a big thing you know this is a much bigger deal for her raising a child on a starship that's that's hardly what I would call the ideal environment you don't want a child do you no that's not it at all I'm, I'm just trying to look at all sides of the issue Bringing a child into the world. It's a huge responsibility. I know you'd want to be sure we're both up to the task. I I mean, somebody would have to keep their eye on the little guy all the time, or he'd be off sticking his finger into an EM conduit or playing with the plasma injectors. (laughs) That's right, that's called being a parent. I think, and... Is is it that they kind of play it, they kind of play it sort of comically, um... And, and they want to tell the story from Neelix's point of view because it'll be a bit of a funny thing. It's like, oh, imagine if Neelix <laughs> had to be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be more. I think he might be closer to the truth than you think. I mean, I think this this kind of thing is 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 to do with the writing, isn't it? They've had an idea yeah. for a story mm. and they've gone. But also, I mean, it wasn't that everyone ignored Kez because I think Janeway, who had a very sympathetic attitude towards her, the Doctor was on hand for Kez. Yeah. So it wasn't this wasn't a universal attitude. Yeah. Um, I think the episode did focus more on Neelix's side, but I just think more than anything, it's so telling that Neelix focuses yeah. entirely on. But Neelix's he's side. a very damaged character, isn't he? Hmm. So you you can see how his um, he's not. Um, able to deal with these situations properly. Mm. I mean, he's 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 gone through a lot. Yeah, and we've seen Jatrell like he's obviously experienced some pretty some pretty horrible stuff um, during the war. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's um something. Well, be this plays into the way he handles relationships, yeah. i.e., poorly. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. He's closed in on himself. And and as you were saying, if he's had this character who's been devoted to him for so long, he doesn't see her. He only sees the devotion, he only sees mm. um, someone who, who will validate him. Yeah, and yeah I mean, who does Neelix, who does Neelix have to... Who does Neelix interact with to kind of get a handle on the way he kind of deals with things and behaves, you know? If he, if he doesn't really talk to a lot of people about things, and he's, oh. used to, he's, he's used to been doing things a certain way. It's hard for... You can't really expect... It's hard for someone to change if there's no mm. kind of external stimulus for them to change. I mean, a lot of the time... Lots of times people do things and they don't realise they're doing them and that are negative. And yeah. someone will go, That's you know the thing you're doing? Yeah. Well, maybe you, don't, maybe you don't do that so much. And they go... Oh, I didn't even realise I was doing that. Yeah, he's he's never called on it, and that's that's disappointing. Um, the nearest you get is that he has this possessive, jealous thing about Kez and Tom Paris, and him and Tom kind of work out their differences when they they crash land on a planet and have to they find some dinosaur eggs or something. Um, but that's between the bros. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, again, the way he talks to Kez, the way he treats her, is 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 not a factor in this. It, it does feel that's that's a bit symptomatic of how Kez is is treated as a character overall. I could, I think she 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 is a little bit underwritten. She doesn't she doesn't get a whole lot to do mm. in in um, the first few seasons, does she? And then she then she leaves. And one of her most memorable episodes is when she she comes back um, from the future and she's all badass mm. and, and and not like Kez at all. Yeah. It is. It is true. Yeah, she is. It's. It. So is the is the poor relationship there? Is that is that Neelix as a character? Is he just a sort of, or is it just Kez was poorly written? Mm. Could they have actually written up a scene where Kez had, should have turned around and said, "Do you know what, Neelix? Stop being a dick." I think yeah, it's just. I think it's. Think yeah. Would be good. Mm. I think it's just. It's just how those characters were written. I'm not even sure it's that they were poorly written. It's just. They for some reason they didn't go with the the sort of sub stories in a in an episode mm. which would have addressed these issues. I yeah, I don't yeah, think they were poorly written. I think mm. it's just yeah, just that. But I mean, feel like they they were maybe sort of overlooked a little bit as characters. They they maybe needed a bit more well, yeah. I story mean, time. Neelix originally was a plot device basically, wasn't he? He he's wasn't he was what helped introduce them to the Delta Quadrant. He was mm. their line of, of communication with that she was I, don't, I, I, I guess it helps to have a, a guide they could, yeah. it's good to have that character that's yeah. experienced with the, the situation so, that the crew were in yeah so that was that was his function so probably he, they weren't massively invested in in the first place and then they just became part of the background whatever you need is what I have to offer that you need a guide I'm your guide you need supplies I know where to procure them. I have friends among races you don't even know exist. You need a cook? Oh, you haven't lived until you've tasted my Angla Basque. Yeah, I mean, Neelis is overprotective and Kez has a short lifespan, so a lot of stuff to do with Kez, they probably think, well, let's play on the fact that she lives until she's nine and then that's it. Um, so I don't know, I mean, it's, it's an, I, I think putting those two characters together probably doesn't help in terms of having these kind of storylines because you know it, it would it would it would take a lot to kind of you know put that together together well you might not be able to do it in a as, as just like an aside in an episode it's i don't know another thing that i also found that's related to kez and is a bit creepy it, there's an episode where kez jumps around in time i think yes um and there's a future where she's married to Tom Paris. I think, yeah, because the, the episode plays out in reverse, <laughs> so you literally start with old Kez, and she jumps yeah. back a, a little while and plays some event, and, and you gradually build the picture backwards as you go. Yeah, and, and they've had a daughter. And Harry Kim's with the daughter. Oh, yeah. so... It just makes my... It's just... It's so incestuous. Right. And the daughter's That's... like... <laughs> oh, it's so grim. It's like I—I mm. I, I mean, I, I love Voyager, I really do, but I, I don't like that episode. It just makes my skin crawl. So how old is <laughs> at that point? Well, I don't know. But then, if you're if you're trapped in a tiny tiny yeah, yeah I guess I mean, it's a tiny world, then you know. 
it's unintentionally creepy, but it's yeah. it, it's it, it, it's it's weird that Harry Kim marries his friend Tom Paris's daughter. Even if you get past the age thing, and well, yeah, but if you're if you're a small contained tribe, mm, that's gonna there is a holodeck, you know. There's there's somewhere <laughs> you can put it, you know. It's Kim and Kim and Paris, you know. It's like yeah, if it wasn't, yeah, it, it'd be weird because they would they would go a double date, but his partner would be the daughter of the other two. It's yeah. <laughs> that's messed up. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, do you, we, do you think we should move we on should. to a different relationship? I think. Mean, I mean, I feel like I feel like <laughs> that's what Kez should have done. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in conclusion we mm. can say that it's it's not the it's not the best relationship. No, I think I think Neelix became a much better character afterward. Yeah, when no, it was all I, done, I would agree. I think yeah. he has some cracking episodes, and by the end of the series, I was sorry to see him go. Yeah, hmm. um, I, I don't know whether. Kez may have become better. We never really got the chance to see. No. So, uh, but Neelix's relationship with Tuvok is is far more interesting mm. and in depth than his relationships with Kez ever was. Yeah. Like they mm. they explored that a lot more than they ever did. It's it's nice actually that Tuvok was the one Neelix went to to talk about becoming a parent as well. Mm. So, they so there is that. Yeah. <laughs> there is that killer line um, when Neelix is ranting on what you know. Do this with my son, or do that, this with my son, and the two of us like... If you say so. But I must point out that there is an equal chance that you would have a daughter. A daughter? I don't have anything to teach a daughter. Why would it be any different from what you would teach a son? Oh, uh, I thought that was a really nice little sequence. Yeah. Uh, yes, what's, what's the next relationship on our list? Um, is it uh, Paris... Um, and Banana Taurus. It is, yes. Uh, so this is this is a relationship we see. We see it in full. We see it we um, before mm. they hook up. We see them going through the, the dating process. Mm. We see them get together. They get they get married and they have a kid, don't they? We do by the, uh, the, by the end of yeah the, the whole thing. So they go through the whole the full spectrum of well, they they don't get divorced. Then the natural end of any <laughs> the natural end. <laughs> Interesting. Down the days, I guess. <laughs> Do you know? I, I always wonder when I watch Endgame, that beginning opening bit where it's it's in the future. I mean, all, all Star Trek is in the future, but this bit is even further in the future. Yeah. You see, see them on the old person makeup and having that little <laughs> voyage of reunion party. You don't see Tom and Balana interact at all in that. You kind of almost like oh, that's a, a really good, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe they have divorced by then. Tom never mentions his daughter at all. He's more interested in banging on about the doctor's new wife. Oh, I wow. bet he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, Balan is like over to Janeway saying, "Why have you sent my daughter? What's going on?" Yeah. Anyway, um, just a, just an idle thoughts. <laughs> I don't think there's anything anything there. But um, so yeah. Oh, Tom, the uh, the Lothario of of the series spends three years chasing chasing any lady going. Go, yeah. Going at them at warp speed, apparently, as they say in the in the uh, in the pilot. Since they're in visual range. Yuck! <laughs> I know. Um, you gotta be careful with that, you know. <laughs> I know. I mean, actually, if you watch series three, there's like all these little hints and bits that of these two. But I always think back to a fairly early one when um, when Tom set up that pool, that pool, that pool <laughs> place, the little French. Bar, oh pool. yes, um, it's not Sandrine's, is it? That's the one in the. Yeah, it's. Is it Sandrine's? Yes, yeah, Sandrine's. Okay. Um, and literally the first time we see that, all the crew gather around to see see this. See, oh, what, what's Tom done in the other deck? He went shop about it. We better go and have a look. Um, and they go in, and this guy starts talking to Polana, and she says, "Paris, did you program this guy?" Yeah. Why? He's a pig, and so are you. It's like, but then. <clears throat> In, t- in season four, she's like she's in love with him. Yeah, and I don't know. It never sat right with me. Well, I don't know. Sometimes people who, yeah, often mm. often people yeah, start out yeah. disliking each other and then fall in love. I watched a really great film recently called The Lady Vanishes from 1938, and in that film, um, the two main characters dislike each other at the beginning and fall in love. And you know, sometimes it's sometimes people who butt heads and don't get along. It's because you know they're. It's because they do have chemistry and they're both strong-minded and they both, 
yeah, they just, it just takes a little bit of time for them to get to know each other. Tom Paris doesn't want to butt heads with Bellani. He'll, she'll, she'll, she'll <laughs> cave his He's got massive ridges. It's a figure of speech. But yeah, I don't. I, I can't say I was ever sold on the the sort of chemistry. It, it felt like it was a bit of an arbitrary decision mm. that maybe two of the main characters would start. They wouldn't dating. do that in Voyager. Um, but but to be fair, over time they, it works. Yeah, they give it they give it plenty of screen time. Mm. They 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 work at it. They don't give up. It's not a story thread they give up on. No, or abandon, and they they see it through, and you know, fair fair play to me, it basically does work. And there's an episode where they kind of decide to. Is it the episode where, um, they tell each other that they 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 love each other? It's the day of honor, I think. Yes, yeah. that's kind of the episode where their relationship. That's where it starts from, yeah, because they've gone to chase down the warp core. Yes. Uh, and then they, for whatever reason, they have to abandon the shuttle, so they're just literally floating in space in their spacesuits. I like I like that episode, yeah. and I think I think from that point onwards, they they do have chemistry and they do work as a couple, and it mm. leads towards I think Drive where they get married. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that episode fake... they have a bit of a that that kind of relates around a yeah. There's a fake wedding in Course Oblivion, but they're the. Um, <clears throat> So well, I guess it's not fake. Thing. It's just it's not. Well, it, it's it's a duplicate. Yeah. Version of the crew. Yes. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, we it, it's quite good because it is given the time. I I mean, I might argue there are a couple of moments where you kind of think, well, where's like um when we see in the episode where <coughs> Belana, we see that she's suffering a form of um, well, a form of depression from finding out all the Marquis were killed. And so she's extreme risk. That's yeah. it. So she's putting herself in really risky situations, turning the safety off in the holodeck and stuff like this. Um, Paris is kind of like nowhere mm. in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like yeah. So it was a little bit disappointing, and because there's never any follow up to that on there, there's no talk about her recovery and how she sort of gets through it in the end. So we don't see, and I think that would have been a really big defining moment in their relationship so yeah. that was sadly a bit of a missed opportunity there but, yeah uh, I think um, on, the, on the plus side this, this is one of the one of the situations where Voyager did show some continuity mm. um, and they, they, they did stick with the, with the story thread um, that went through a few you know, a few seasons and these, these characters sort of changed as a result and, and something we've, we've picked up on and been harsh on Voyager before is not not really sort of utilising that that sort of serialisation yeah. idea and telling one big story and the things that they could have done with you know like if they'd have taken Year of Hell and spread that over a season mm. wouldn't I that mean, have been amazing and, yeah but but this is this is something where they 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 do see it through actually they they do commit to it and, and they yeah, do that's, that's that's good yeah I think there's some there's some really good stuff there's some excellent stories um one that springs to mind is the one where Balan is like want, wanting to alter her baby's DNA mm. while it's still in the womb. Ah, uh, right. Basically, yes, modify yeah. it to uh, because of her own fears and anxieties from her own childhood, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think is a, a very sort of you can see where she's coming from. Although it's an extreme and you know wrong reaction, but you kind of you can see how someone gets to that. Mm. So it's quite a, that's a pretty intense and thrilling episode. Actually. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and that wouldn't have happened with such a relationship without such a relationship happening so yeah it is good it works overall and uh, yeah they eventually have their baby literally in a trans warp conduit uh, try to relax lieutenant oh if you tell me to relax one more time I'm gonna rip your holographic head off I hope you don't intend to kiss your baby with that mouth uh, tell me this isn't another false alarm uh, this isn't another false alarm uh, I can't believe it oh believe it I might actually that always makes me think actually in Doctor Who when um when River Song is born, part Time Lord, because she was conceived in the Time Vortex, on the TARDIS. So, mm-hmm. is, is is Morale Paris going to have crazy powers because she was, because she was born in a transport conduit? I guess not. Maybe, maybe no, because that's just that silly. Could be, maybe that could be one of the spin-off shows. Maybe <laughs> she'll come back. Yeah. Maybe she'll show up in the Picard series. You never know. Magical powers. Yeah, but probably not. I think that'd be crazy. Yeah. 
uh, I think one, one problem I always have with that relationship is I never never cared all that much for the character of, of Paris mm. so I felt like as a result I was never really invested in in that relationship but you know that's 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 kind of my issue with with Paris I guess he's just he's not one of my favorite Voyager characters I mean I'm, I'm in a similar vein that I was never overly enamored of Tom Paris but I really really liked Bellana she's one of my ma- my all-time favorite <laughs> characters so I kind of from my perspective she's a bit short-changed in well, terms yeah. of her, her her eventual partner when you think about it unless they they invented or brought forward a a completely new character what character would you see her with you know, Hurricane oh okay I thought from when they meet up in the pilot and they've both been in the care of the Acumper after being abducted by the Kerti they just had a bit of a bond and a relationship and that carried on in the first couple of series they were quite pally and unfortunately then sort of just faded away mm. and I always thought that that would have been that would have been much more interesting relationship yeah. to explore Starfleet and Marquis, and it would have been, oh, I, I kind of always wish they'd gone that route, yeah. and I think that also could have really matured Harry and bought him, you yeah. know, could have could have done wonders for him. He might even have got promoted. <laughs> yeah, or all, all all the scientific breakthroughs and engineering contributions he made to Voyager, not enough. But you know, because you married Bolana Torres, you're a lieutenant. There yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah, I think often I I found myself irritated by. Uh, Paris and Bellana's relationship because it would it would be a way of of indulging uh, Paris's twentieth century <laughs> obsession. They go to the cinema or on, oh, yeah, if it's like on a black and white TV or something, and Bellana would be like, "What the hell are we doing? What's all this? Oh, this is classic twentieth century entertainment, which happens to be copyright free, so we we, we can have it because <laughs> yeah. it's old enough." I think they big... would have indulged that anyway, to be honest. <laughs> they would have found a way, wouldn't yeah. they? It's not yeah. yeah. I think I think you could see that was a trend or something, because it carried into Enterprise with Phil Knights, yeah. didn't it? So it was clearly, yeah. regardless, it was going to be happening. But uh, yeah. They love their old, um, again, copyright-free fil- films do. in Star Trek, don't they? They love going... Going back to the forties and fifties, they never mm. they never sat down and watched like you know um, Rogue One or something. Oh, yeah, uh, oh, three men, little lady. No, no, no that would have been amazing. They should have. Was it uh, was directed by Leonard Nimoy? Yeah. yeah. Was it Three Men and a Baby? I think did he do both? By, yeah, did he? I think he maybe. He definitely did, did the first sequel. one, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. I think he did direct the the, the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Or Wrath of Khan. They should have watched that. Cause that's they an amazing should, film. They, <laughs> they live in a universe without the Wrath of Khan. No. <gasps> I would. I would have liked to have seen them watching, um, say, Into Darkness or something in Paris, and be going, "This, this is not canon." An episode where they watch a film about their. That would be cool. I mean, it would be fun to have really that. Meta. Yeah, it would be very meta. Mm. But yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, do you think should we should we move on to another relationship? I think, think. Well, yeah. So far, we've had Neelix and Kez, and that's been like a, eh, eh, like Boo. a yeah. We we we, we a, a, a cross. Yeah. But, um, I would say um, Paris and Torres uh, tick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a slightly reluctant kind of resigned tick. Yeah, (laughs) like a droopy tick. Yeah, yeah, or a really roughly drawn love heart. (laughs) Okay. Um, Should we go on to one of my favourites, the Doctor and Dinara Pell, the Vidian? Because I just think that's a beautifully sweet episode. That's a really nice. It's it's completely new territory for the Doctor. Yeah. Um, because obviously he's not programmed for for romance, but he might, he, might, he muddles through. He it's a bit like um, Pygmalion, right? Because mm. in Pygmalion, mm. a guy makes a he sort of makes a, a woman, well, yeah. Yeah. And falls in love with her, yeah. And he, he doesn't make Dinarapel, but Dinarapel is yeah. is ravaged by the phage, and he yeah. But he um, he manages to transfer her consciousness somehow into a a holographic version of her yeah. body as it would have been without the face. Reasons. It's like, you know, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, I, I really like that episode. I think it's I think it's great. I really wish that the Doctor had kept the name uh, Schmullus. Yes. I think it's a cool name. <laughs> it is a good name, Schmullus. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a really, really sweet episode. Um, but they would have had to pay that, act, that actor who played Inara Pell for a while, so they're like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to have that as an ongoing relationship, I guess. But she does come back in Resolutions. She does, yeah. She's referenced, she, we see her on view screen, don't we? Hmm. When um, they ask her for advice, um, yeah, it's just it is just a really it's a really sweetly done, really nicely played out episode. Um, I think it's you can almost make comparisons to times when sort of data would be exploring romance, but I think maybe this one comes off a little bit better. I'm thinking of um, in theory when he uh, writes new romance subroutines or something, so he can embark on a relationship with a um, a crew member on the Enterprise. Um, but I think I think what makes sets this one apart is obviously at the end data you can just go oh well we're breaking up I'll delete the program and mm. that, that's cool and it, it, there's no reaction because ultimately data had no emotion at that point whereas the doctor does seem to have enough emotion or emotional analog subroutines um, that he, he's really affected by it yeah and I think it's a nice it's, yeah it's a believable romance I it would is say. yeah it's. It's well written and mm. and yeah, if you want those characters to to work out, like it's you know it's, yeah. it's always good an episode where you want the the two the two characters to be happy and have a nice time and, and stuff like that. Yeah. What's the what's the resolution for that episode? I can't remember what happens. Well, it, the uh, the um, the peril bit essentially comes from I think that she's going she thinks about making the choice to let her norm, natural body die um, and try to live on as a hologram um, and eventually she doesn't and goes, and goes and rejoins the other Vidians doesn't she mm. So, um, and apparently they did toy with um, how they were going to end that and they thought actually they would be really sending the wrong message if um, if she did decide to uh, mm. to let herself die because yeah. Yeah, given the choice between, between <clears throat> looking Hideous and not. It's like, yeah, that's a really weird message to put out to people. Listen to me. Before I met you, I was just a disease. But now, everything's different. When people look at me, they don't see a disease anymore. They see a woman. A woman you made. A woman you love. A woman you're not afraid to touch. Tanara. I was never afraid to touch you. Why? Because you're a doctor? Because I love you. Uh, And sadly, it's an episode that's actually slightly marred by the ongoing storyline about Paris being a bit of a jerk. Because I think there's a scene in there where he's doing his playing up thing and uh, the the producers actually said, if we weren't having to do that stupid arc, um, this episode would be perfect. <laughs> but now it's marred by having to cram this scene into the middle. Is that because that's all a setup so that he can <coughs> kind of go undercover with yeah. Kazon? Yeah. Is it? And that's, yeah. So There's a bit of an experiment, but um, yeah, I think everyone sort of generally felt it wasn't an experiment that really worked. I think yeah. the payoff maybe wasn't that great, but. Uh, but the payoff from that story arc is not romantic, so that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. So. If we're moving on from this, the Doctor has a few dalliances, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, is there something between him and Kez at some point? I think he would like there to be. Mm. I don't know. I think he sees a. I think he's more of a father figure to mm. her. Mm. I would say. I mean, he cares about her, but um, well, she cares about him too, and she's the first person to really care about him. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's more friendship there. I I don't detect any anything romantic. But he um there's that Viking hologram that he Yes. He um Which actually precedes the um the Narapel yeah. thing. But uh, but she's she's killed before anything gets going to that really. Mm. So uh, and then there's all there's there's seven. Yeah. Of course. The 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 Doctor and Seven felt like felt like that could really go somewhere for a while. And it and it doesn't, mm. ultimately. Um, I I always I always thought that's that's where that's where they're going with this because because the doctor starts to help, um, he, the doctor sort of helping Seven, kind of explore some human 
emotions, mm. isn't he? And and you know, helping with the organ plants and stuff. And there's mm. some great stuff when uh, I remember when she when she first get together gets together with Shikote. Uh, which she'll sure, get into briefly yeah. later. Well, I think we should spend about as much time <laughs> on that as the writers did, as in five minutes. <laughs> and um, but there's 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 some really some some really sad stuff where where she's uh, seven is kind of she's on the holodeck and she's well, she's going for dates with mm. Chakotay mm. and stuff and and the doctor is helping her, but it's clear that the that the doctor's totally in love with her. Yeah, and. And and it's really painful for him because she she doesn't see it she doesn't see him that way and he, he well, you know, it's unrequited isn't it yeah. I I well I think it's more that she doesn't indicate that she's interested in him and he takes that to mean that she's not interested in him but it's more sometimes sometimes you need to tell someone you know sometimes you need to tell someone you like them you can't expect it just to happen so the sadness is that he he if he told her how he felt possibly it could have yeah, happened i think maybe because i think they generally had some, they, some chemistry yeah i think that that's how the actors were playing it at least you might be ready to start forming deeper relationships i'm proud of you seven your pride is misplaced i intend to delete the programs why I can no longer perform my duties efficiently. My personal life has become a distraction. It's supposed to be a distraction. You simply have to find the right balance between work and recreation. Inform me when you finish the diagnostic. Seven. For what it's worth, you have excellent taste. Your quarters. They suited you. I I think though the doctor had sort of messed his chances up that time that um, he had to share Seven's body. Oh yeah, yeah. And she's getting pretty mad at him because he was eating tons of stuff. And she got, she got a bit of a tummy ache from that, so she wasn't really happy about. But then she was really <laughs> cross. <laughs> she was really cross that um, he, he became aroused in her body. Oh, that would be a bit of a turn off. Yeah. yeah. I think once once someone's got in your body, eating eating a load of too much cheesecake, and then become aroused by someone, uh, we've all we've all been there, right, guys? <laughs> you can't. I don't know. You just it just it's just gonna it's just gonna change the nature of your relationship a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 probably it's probably not gonna happen in in real life too often. <laughs> Yeah, that that is a messed up episode. It's um so it's the, the episode we were talking about before. Uh, it's on someone to watch over me, isn't mm. it? It's a great episode. I really yeah. like it. Um, There's quite a lot of singing with those two. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah there is. <laughs> you know, that's that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong if you like singing. But, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> but I think it. I think it, I, I bet. I imagine that the the act. They, Robert Picardo, he's a, he, I think he might have done some. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, I, I mean, they're both, a, both the actors yeah. are, yeah, they're good with this. So, I get, Ben's one of those things where they're like, oh, I'd love to do an episode where I do some singing. Mm. Yeah. If, you, if you can you can get it my way, wink. <laughs> <laughs> That's my impression of Bob Picardo doing, <laughs> talking to the writers. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it's good. Those guys definitely had chemistry and it's an almost, it's like a what might have been. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. much. More he should have just told her that he liked her. He should have just told her. Yeah, and so so much more <coughs> chemistry than Seven and Shikote had. Oh, we, I mean, we should we should let's address that it. elephant in the room. But so they so ultimately um, Seven and Shikote get together right at the end of season seven. Yeah. And then in like in End Game at the end they're they're together and that's it. They've they've hooked up. But there's there's pretty much zero chemistry between them, and it, mm. and it feels like the the actors I think I, I remember reading some interviews that the the actors themselves were confused about where what was what was going on with that relationship mm. were they meant to play it that that they were into each other or or not yeah. and the, the writers didn't totally have a clear idea well, and it, then they made a quick decision at the end and then you know, the actors are sort of left with having to pretend they've got chemistry it, it seemed to come about because Robert Beltran noted critic of the writing for Voyager all the time throughout the series um, said 
something to Brian Braga along the lines of, well, I bet you would never write a romance between Chakotay and Seven because you're dating Jerry Ryan, mm. which he was at the time. And Brian Braga is obviously like Marty McFly in Back to the Future, like, <laughs> nobody calls me chicken, <laughs> furiously writes out some half-baked idea of a Chakotay Seven romance mm. at the 11th hour, and that's just basically how it comes into being. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um... It, it it's not satisfying. <laughs> no, it isn't. Is it? It isn't. No, it, no. it's. No. It, it, I mean, it's a sad fact that I think Chakotay is he, ter- tragically underwritten for so much because Robert Beltran is capable of doing quite a lot and was given minimal to no opportunity. Mm. Um, he has a few episodes which, and actually, normally when they give him a bit of time, he delivers. Uh, Chakotay saved the ship twice while he was fast asleep. (laughs) Two episodes where he was fast asleep and saved the ship. Who else has done that? (laughs) My people ever saying. (laughs) I bet they do. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, So, I guess, um, yeah, that relationship. (coughs) Yeah. It's cross. In in the follow on books, they quickly jettison that relationship uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay oh well but um, doing the noises um, the Doctrine 7 um, we would have given it a tick I'd give it a tick I think I we, we kind of would have liked to have seen where that would go yeah. that's, I, actually I think that, and Doctor into Narrow Pell that was a, oh, that was tick. a big yeah. tick but the Doctrine 7 you know I think that's my favourite that might Wait be minute, my favourite relationship wrong one, so I'm sorry. Voyager even though it didn't happen yeah. exactly I think I yeah that's the one I most was was com- most interested in and most convinced by, I think. Um, what about what about uh, Janeway and Chakotay? Uh, what yes. do we think about that? Um, I think there well, there's, there's an episode called Resolutions. It is Resolutions, as we already referenced. Where this is addressed, and I think they have a lot of chemistry. I they think. do. It's, yeah. it's a great episode, um, and it's really interesting too. Uh, it's it's really well done in terms of. The, the, those two characters kind of uh, Jane Wayne's reluctant to kind of give up on basically the premise is that they've both been infected with some yeah. sort of um, disease that they can't find a cure for so they, yeah. it they won't affect to... them as long as they stay on the planet's yeah. surface mm. so Voyage has to leave them there <clears throat> and so uh, Chakotay gets more used to their situation than Jane Wayne's Jane Wayne's looking for a cure and yes she's trying to capture insects and, and do science and on Chakotay them. adapts more quickly, he gets more used to yeah. He, to he living build, there. He, he likes. Be, he builds her a bath. He becomes. He <laughs> he he very much reminded me of Geppetto, mm. but but a Geppetto that didn't build a, a wooden boy that, that no becomes build, real. He built a bath. He built, yeah. a, he built a wooden bath <laughs> that became real. That became a real boy. <laughs> um, he didn't. But um, but eventually Janeway relents too, and and. It's a great moment. There's a. It's really well done in terms of that moment where they, they, fall in love. I think they, they, they admit mm. their feelings for each other, and yeah. and they're snatched away, and because because they do end up finding a cure, and it's yeah. But ultimately, those two characters did admit their feelings for each other, and it, I think it would have become a relationship. The angry warrior swore to himself that he would stay by her side doing whatever he could to make her burden lighter. From that point on, her needs would come first. And in that way, the warrior began to know the true meaning of peace. Is there really an ancient legend? No. But that made it easier to say. So, I think they work well together. I think they're the natural, in terms of those two characters as well, they're the best fit for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think it's, it's telegraphed a little bit in other episodes, like things like Coda, I think. And in, mm, Scor- in, yeah. in Scorpion, I think Janeway says, I, I can't imagine not... Yeah. Quite something like, I can't imagine not having you here or something like that yeah, yeah I can't imagine a day without you or something like that and it's yeah I mean, I'm sure they I'm sure they get some some nice moments in the year of hell part one 
as well. Which oh, he makes her. Uh, really he makes her a watch. Yes, yes, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's really nice. And there's a little bit in Message in a Bottle when they've got their first hint to contact back with the Alpha Quadrant. And so um, they're giving each other a bit of shit about drafting letters home, getting a bit overexcited. And it's just a really nice little moment between them. Yeah. But there's, there's lots of them throughout the series. So, uh, yeah. But I, c- I can also see the rationale for not getting them together because it would have been a bit awkward to have the captain and the first officer as a yeah. as a romantic um, item. And, yeah. I, and I think that's, that's something Jane wrote. I think it's something she would she wouldn't have done. I think she mm. would have said, "No, we we can't. We yeah. can't do this because I'm the captain. Yeah, and you're I the first officer, I and I." See her hooking up with anyone in the crew. Yeah, yeah. except no, at the end, of Irish. Oh, yeah, yeah. The very at the very end of resolutions, they're back in work mode, aren't they? Yeah, and they're very. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's, that relationship yeah. is. Yeah, that, that that feels realistic. Mm. I think it feels like that's how those characters would would act. I, think. I mean, once they are back to the Alpha Quadrant, who knows? Yeah. So uh, it's 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 a different dynamic then because she becomes an admiral. So, and in the books they do follow up and have that relationship. Ah, oh, do they? Yeah. So they literally, in the the the, the follow-on novels afterwards, they get rid of the Chakotay Seven relationship and make a Chakotay Janeway one instead. That's what they should have done all along. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's quite a good fix. Yeah. Um, deliberately steered away from Harry Kim ones just because I think we <laughs> Lindsay Ballard I think I think mm. I think that might have that worked. would have been a good one yeah I mean I really like Lindsay Ballard it's a shame she was She's... only in one episode yeah yeah it's always sad that she ends up going back to the Kabali because yeah um, I, I, I only when I when I because um, we talked about that episode a little while ago didn't we I think. we did yeah um, I realised that she the actor plays uh, Sheriff Jody Mills in Supernatural is also oh, yeah. um, she's great she's great in that too mm. yeah now I think we did an episode on tropes and I did have a long winded round about Harry Kim's romantic <laughs> misadventures so we could probably do that um, is there anyone else who has any sort of Tuvok obviously Tuvok. has a wife back home there's an episode where Tuvok um, they're stranded on a planet mm. oh, and yeah. he, um, he, he, he well Tank Girl is enamoured of him. Yeah. Um, I say yeah. Tank Girl, it, the, the actress it is. Yeah, it is Tank Girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Tuvok is, is very Vulcan about it. Yeah. As well. um, and to be fair, and, and Paris is really good in this episode. Paris is the kind of mature one. Paris is the kind of... He, he imparts some some advice to Tuvok about how to, how to treat somebody mm. that's in love with you. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it's not working, and it's not. And he's not being very. Tuvok isn't being very fair to um, to Tank Girl. I don't yeah. wish I knew the name of the character, but, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and also, I guess Tuvok and the the hologram, which turns out to be an alien as well. Yes, which, which yeah. Harry Kim's also into. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tuvok um, cog blocks Harry Kim. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean. Um. Oh, Neelix and the Klingon lady. Oh yeah, that that was that was. Uh, oh right. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed that because that was just hilarious. That whole that whole little B plot of because um, first off this this uh, this Klingon woman is enamoured of Harry Kim, and he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. She's ch- chasing me around because because he because Harry Kim stood up to another Klingon and uh, mm-hmm. which almost in itself seems like what. <laughs> So then Neelix stages like yelling at Harry for stealing uh for stealing food and then she becomes enamoured of him. And then Tuvok finds his court quarters are trashed because Neelix has been having crazy Klingon sex. Oh, I can't yeah. Im- I, I don't want to imagine what that looked like. <laughs> Neither does Tuvok. Oh god. I bet I bet Neelix's essence has got hairs in it. Oh, <laughs> oh my word. Sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> oh my word. Uh, I said essence. It's tradition. <laughs> it's tradition. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, listeners. Well, we've ended on a real downer. <laughs> so, wait a minute. What, 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 what did we go through? And we, are there any of those oh, that we didn't check? Chicote and Janeway. Is that a tick or a That was a, a big, oh, a big old a tick. tick. Yeah. yeah. I'm giving a big tick to Klingon, um, to Neelix and the Klingon lady. Oh, yeah, I'd give, that, I'd give that a tick as well. I would have done until Rick said the thing about. <laughs> Um, Sorry. Neelix's essence now is a cross. <laughs> <laughs> and also Neelix, Neelix and the um, the Talaxian 
um, woman he ends oh, up yes, with. Oh, yes, I, mean, I, I, mean, I mean, definitely a tick, because mm. the... <laughs> Yeah, that works out well. I mean, it's kind of abrupt that all of a sudden he uh, decides to abandon or well, quit life on Voyager and stay there. But yeah, I mean, I guess I mean his 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 value as um as a guide ends in about season two or so. Doesn't season it? Three, three, there's a point when he says he's, he's never he gone further become, than that. But then, the, I mean, it does seem natural that he would leave at that point. And yeah, well, obviously they were heading towards his, the end of the series, and I kind of maybe they just wanted so. Let's resolve Neelix rather than just have Neelix end up on Earth, the other side of the galaxy from his home. And True. So I can kind of sort of see where they would do that. Which, uh, yeah. And it was nice to actually think that after all this time he'd sort of matured and was ready to settle down and raise a family and yeah, and it also become gave part a, of this colony. They uh, they had that nice moment with Tuvok, didn't it? Like that oh, their relationship beautiful moment. Was, yeah. was, um, and he just wiggles that foot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, took a lot like of um, Gemma's shedding a tear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're all we're all with you there, Gemma. Any, <laughs> is it gets me gets me in the feels every time. There's no, uh, I guess, there's nothing we've missed out, is there? Chicote and Sesco. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's a bit of a weird one. They have chemistry, I would say. Mm. Yeah, we, we do kind of see that, uh, yeah, early on before Sesco's exposed, but not not much before. Um, where she's like making him a dinner and then he's cross because she stole uh, did she still replicate rations or no she stole from the from the uh, Neelix's stores or something like that so yeah um, and then, then it all gets a little bit weird because she steals his DNA and uses it, tries to use it to impregnate herself yeah um, and that's failed a, that's always going to make a relationship <laughs> awkward isn't yeah. it yeah yeah it's a bit of a wrinkle. They, in, it's a big wrinkle in a relationship, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree. I think they did have some chemistry, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they had something interesting there, but but it well, never kind of went anywhere. It, it it's a shame it wasn't explored a bit more before that. Um, Seska defected to the Kazon. Yeah. So I think that would have made it made had made it have more impact. So, uh, but again, that's like first season of Voyager, so they weren't really into playing the arcs at that point. Yeah, yeah, um, and ultimately when they did try, there was sort of mixed success. So, yeah, um, yeah, J- J- Janeway and the um, the the pub landlord from Fairhaven. Oh. Less said the better, really. I agree. <laughs> yeah, well, she's constantly tweaking the holographic parameters to make her ideal man. It's a bit, yeah. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of the Fairhaven thing anyway. God, so. Good job, <coughs> though. Um, no. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that, that stands out. No, no. Um, but uh, but I, I think from, from talking about it, the relationships that I think are the most interesting in Voyager are the ones that didn't happen. Like the J- Janeway and Chakotay relationship mm. and the, the Doctor and Seven relationship. Those are the yeah. ones that are the most yeah. intriguing and, and ha- had genuinely something interesting <coughs> about them whereas there's the successful relationships yes Neelix and Kez and and um, Paris and Torres mm. are, well the Neelix and Kez thing is weird I don't know um, if a class is successful <laughs> but, yeah I, I, you're right I mean, well they're, they're together for a while aren't they so, yeah but I don't know if that's is is this Partly because any relationship in a in a show like that is never going to be able to delve into deeply anyway, mm. so it's never going to be um, it's never going to be satisfactorily addressed. So well, that only the, the, the I guess you the have to decide ones are intriguing and interesting. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe that's it. It's kind of what yeah. It's it's the, it's the one that, that that doesn't happen, which which holds the most interest. And once, but I think there's there's kind of a, a thing in TV writing there. Once you, if you have a um, character, if they have a sort of a will they won't they kind of scenario, and then you get characters together, immediately that kills the ratings mm. in a show. And it happened with uh, with uh, Ross and Rachel in Friends, which is why they broke them up again and it happened with um, Lois and Clark yeah. in the adventures of, um, of yeah. the adventure, new adventures of Superman yeah. that show called yeah. as soon as they got together that it killed the ratings for that show and and I, I think it's true <coughs> I think that like the in, in a in a story 
the sort of will they won't they kind of build up to a relationship is a lot more interesting mm. but the story has to progress yeah yeah so, but i mean obviously would if you want to look at Riker and Troy they kept that they kept that open as possible mm. uh, up until the final movie yeah and then they sort of consolidated it with a wedding kind of thing so yeah, yeah. and that was you know that's that's widely accepted as 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 a as a everyone wanted that relationship so everyone kept on top of it and eventually they got it yeah but not in such a way that it was going to destroy it because there was no more anyway mm. yeah yeah that, and it feels like that's maybe why they waited that long yeah to do I think it so yeah uh, but then but then again i think um like brian and keiko are the, the exception to that i, I yeah, on, on DS9 and um, mm, but oh, cause there, was, there was no will they won't they with them because we yeah, first yeah, met married, Keiko yeah. right literally days before her, hours before her wedding I that's think that's a good point that's yeah. a good point so there, we never yeah. heard of it before we'd seen O'Brien now and again but mm. all of a sudden he's going to get married to someone what What? yeah but because he was secondary character at that point they could do that mm. yeah, so that's maybe true. that's the trick isn't it that's mm. how you do it yeah, yeah. So if you're going you're to have that then do it with secondary characters or if they're main characters mm. have it already established that they've been yeah. through the preamble of mm. yeah. will they won't they they will yeah. they have yeah. <laughs> but yeah Paris and Bellano sort of worked you know we all accepted it yeah we did it, was, it wasn't it was a disaster no. it's got a tick we ticked we ticked <laughs> it we yeah. reluctantly Just ticked <laughs> yeah uh, alright well, unless so we can think of any other wacky pairings we'd like to have seen Oh, mm. Neelix no. and Tuvok. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was a wacky pairing, of course. It was, mm. but they never took it to no. its to its to <laughs> no, full exactly. conclusion. <laughs> yeah, they would have trashed Tuvok's course. Oh no! <laughs> oh dear! Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, well, I just thought about that too much. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait a minute! There was, I mean, this isn't something that I think. It's widely acknowledged in terms of the characters, but I remember when um, we were at DST, there was a talk um, with um, Kate Mulgrew, and somebody asked her about her, the chemistry between Seven and Janeway. Yes, yeah. And I wasn't at the talk, but I I remember I remember I think the report was that Kate Mulgrew was a bit sort of nonplussed by that. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. see that more of a mother-daughter yes. relationship. Yes, yeah, me too. Yeah, and I think that's very always what that. they were going for. Yeah. I, I, th I think people kind of read between the lines something that wasn't really intended. I, 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 I mean, it's, it is... When there's fan fiction about <laughs> the characters, there will always, oh. always be porn fan fiction mm -hmm. it's just yeah. it's the nature of it. it's the nature of humanity um the, the, the when when um when louis Degas invented the the photograph the very first thing he did he went down to the local bar and took a picture of the barmaid with a top off <laughs> it's just what humans do yeah. but don't confuse that with actually the show i would say yeah. <laughs> also yeah. don't go down to the local bar and ask the barmaid to take a top off well, you take pictures well, you know, of they well, don't well, well, it's not, you not do appropriate do that, then make sure that you get a proper in the affirmative indeed yes <laughs> for, for confirmation of her yes. um acceptance of the yeah. yeah. If you invent something, if you invent a new way of recording things, feel free to <laughs> ask someone to take their top off. <laughs> but well, but make sure. I don't think there's any harm in. There's no. There's no harm in. There's no harm in asking. It's just make sure that they want to. Ask first, I guess. I probably don't do it in the bar. I don't think he kind of rushed into the bar and said, I have just invented the photograph. Take off your top. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did. I think that's exactly what he did. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the barman was like, well, okay, it's not like he can preserve this as an image in any way. <laughs> hey, what's that box he's got? Also, how long would have that taken? Oh, yeah. Stand, stand very still. You have to stand very still. Do not jiggle about. <laughs> Zutalo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Ah, uh, nice hello hello reference. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, quite a lot of hello hello gets into this podcast more than you would think. We should save it for the hello hello podcast, which 
We're, we just <laughs> veer off into Star Trek. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that yeah, might be a round. good place to round that up. Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> um, so, any final thoughts on relationships in Voyager? Um, just that Harry Kim seems to have the most relationships of anyone. Yeah. Um, but they are all a mockery of his character <laughs> because the writers hated him, I think. <laughs> they kept him an ensign and just literally enjoyed mucking him about with his relationships. Yeah. So. But yes, um, ro- yeah, there was some, there was some romance, and it, some of it was ticked yes. by us. Yeah. yeah. And um, happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, if you if you're listening to this on on Valentine's Day, I hope you're having a a lovely time. And I mean, you know, if in if you're not in a romantic situation, then still yeah. still have a lovely time. Uh, if yeah. you don't care about Valentine's Day, that's fair enough. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, but you know, uh, you, you you may well care about relationships. Uh, in Star Trek Voyager in which case you've just listened to the correct podcast for you well done you made a good choice so yeah you may not think it but you did you made a better choice than the writers who said let's put Seven and Chakotay together definitely yeah yeah but um, but yeah thank you very much for listening Yes, thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. 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 Do you realise how incredible this is? That's tradition. You ever noticed her bum? What? Her bum. Oh, no. I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk. On a personal individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, our, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash loweredexradio uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative thanks again sure for listening and please guess. tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Back Crew Laddie don't you think you should rephrase that Ten backward. Ten backward. Paris, did you program this guy? Yeah, why? He's a pig, and so are you.